Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's Tuesday, April 29th. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Very happy to be with you today. And I'm joined by my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hello, Julie. (laughs) Is that a sister Selfridge voice there, Leanne? (laughs) Hi. We are going to get to our review of this week's episode of Mr. Selfridge later on in the show. And Julie has some more trends for us. And we're going to talk a little TV. I feel the need to defend the Simpsons, uh, a full-blown defense of the Simpsons. Uh, But before that, how are you doing? in there, Jill? What's happening this week? Well, Leanne, I have to say now I am fine. But uh, last week I was not so fine because I had, I took my yearly um, trip to gyno land. Yeah. Went to see a new doctor. I have a new doctor this year. Very, um, she's supposed to be very, very good. Um, but as part of the exam, uh, she was doing the breast exam and she declared, uh, I don't like the feel of your breasts. Okay. That is not really what you want your doctor no. to say. She said, I don't like the way they feel. That's just the way she said it. And she said, "Um, have you had your annual mammogram? And I said, no. So she immediately signed me up for a mammogram and a sonogram. And then she said, have a nice weekend. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I wasn't going to have a nice weekend, right? right? No. It is worrisome. I've had that like, hmm, you better go in. I've had that too. It's, It's crazy worrisome. So, so anyway, so I'm happy to say I went in uh, yesterday for my mammogram and sonogram. And I, I think it is a special class of people that work at those imaging centers, um, you know, because they are so sensitive to women. I mean, I think, I think any woman that goes in for a mammogram, even if you haven't had a doctor say, I don't like the way your breasts feel, you, you have a, a pretty high level of anxiety. I mean, there's just so much breast cancer. You, everybody knows someone who's had it. And it's just a big relief, you know, when you get, when you've had your mammogram and everything is okay. Um, and I think that they sense that when, uh, when you're in these imaging centers and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And the good news is. I would agree, especially Julie, if you're in that category, like we need to see you right away as, yeah. or, oh, it's a re, we need a retake. Yeah. You're, when you're in that special category, they're particularly nice to you. Yes. I mean, they're all nice, but you particularly, I guess, appreciate how sensitive they are. Right. Right. So, uh, so I, I'm, the headline is that, you know, everything is okay in my case. And that's that, good. big relief. But, you know, in order to sort of cut some of the tension in the room, Heather, my nice, I don't know, mammogram ologist. <laughs> I don't know. Mamma mama? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they call them. But she was totally nice as, you know, she was squishing my breast and things like that. So I'm just trying to make some chit chat. And, and I And I asked her, I said, so what's the story, Heather? Like, who does it hurt more? Um, does it hurt small-breasted women or large-breasted women? And she said, Julie, it is not the quantity of your breast. It is the quality oh. of your breast. And what she meant by that is if you have more fat cells in your in your breast, the squishing mechanism does not hurt as much because the fat cells spread out. But if you have lumpy breasts, um, which a lot of women do, you know, the cystic kind of breasts, um, and they come in all shapes and sizes, that hurts more. So if you ever, if you, I just felt like this was very important information. I've always wanted to know, does it hurt more large breasted women or small breasted women? Now I know, Leon. Well done. Well done, sister. Yeah, I have never, well, it's, I, I find it uncomfortable, but I don't have never found that it hurt. So maybe I, so of course, of course my breasts are fatty. Of course they are. (laughs) No, you don't have fatty breasts, sister. No, there you have that's the quality. Okay, she would has stick with Heather's terminology, Leanne. She said the quality of your breast. Now, I do one final note is that I do believe that the whole imaging industry could just work a little harder on coming up with another device for the mammogram. I mean, why can't we have a brazier thing <laughs> that you can stick? I mean, why? Why do we have to stick our breasts? in that vice all the time. I don't understand that. It's I, a good point. That okay. is a good point. I, I, right. If we have a brazier that can detect earthquakes. Was... <laughs> oh, wait. 
Uh, we don't have that. But yeah, there seems there should be some sort of wand thing. I don't know. It's just that they've stopped. I mean, they just are not trying hard enough. And that there are plenty of women with um, let's just say quality issues with their breasts that would appreciate that kind of medical breakthrough. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm sure someone who is perhaps in the field of radiology can email us at sisters <laughs> at satellitesisters.com and tell us why we are 100% wrong about... Uh... About an x-ray bra? Yes. It's going to be good. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does feel like there could be cupping, a cupping device yes. that could do the same thing as opposed to a vice-like device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, Julie, that is good news, though. So that's okay. a relief. And good work getting your mammogram done. It's a reminder to me I have the paper I need to sign up. I need to make the call. So thank okay. you very much. I'm putting that on my list for today. Uh, really. Um, all right. One very odd news story I thought this week was the domestic dispute charge that came down on um, Edie Burkell and Paul Simon. Paul Simon? <laughs> and, 72 years old, Paul Simon. And I, I know there's not this anything funny about domestic abuse, but it did just seem, here's what was a red flag to me when I saw their court appearance uh, on Good Morning America today. Edie Burkell, who first of all, I thought, boy, she's the same age as me. She does not look that good. So... <laughs> That that's is, a very nice thought. It Lynn. is a nice Way thought. Way to start the morning. Good mm-hmm, work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, those hippie chicks, they have their moment. And then it's interesting to see where they go with that. Um, so uh, that it was, maybe I do look like that. I don't know. So anyway, she said, we have only fought four times in our marriage. Okay. That's a lie. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that, that's a lie. Okay. Right. I mean, and that seemed like such an odd number to call up and Mm -hmm. such an odd detail to remember. And it was a a red flag for me. Like, you are really trying. That's an odd thing to say. We've only fought four times. I mean, even if you're not a couple that fights a lot, um, four is is a small amount. I mean, they've been married for quite a long time. I think it's like 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I have have multiple children. Yeah. 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 And say it was her mother that actually dialed 911. Yeah, that's nice. The mother-in-law calling 911. I know. That right. is, that's, and then hung up. So That uh, is not going to help at Thanksgiving at all. No. no. So no. Uh, it was just an odd story, right? It's not the headline you expect to see. When I, about Edie Burkell and Paul Simon, when I saw that they had been arrested in Connecticut, I thought they were like protesting a nuclear plant or something. <laughs> and I clicked on the story <laughs> thinking, oh, what, you know, because I think she's an, she's an activist and of all kinds of things. And, and no, I, I was just very surprised to see that. But that, the, know. you know, it's we've only fought trouble. four times. I don't, if I, I, I wouldn't even want to hazard a guess how many times my husband and I have fought in 21 years. But it's more than four is what yes. I would say. Yeah, you, you and everybody else is in that other category. I, I mean, the police report, I did look at it, Leon. It did say pro- there was probable cause to arrest both of them. And uh, uh, But I don't know. If you're the arresting officer in New Canaan, Connecticut, which is which is sort of a suburban, uh, upper middle class. Oh, suburban, upper, upper class. Up, I don't upper, think upper, there's any upper middle anymore in New Canaan. It's just upper, upper right. class neighborhood. That, I, I mean, you have to take this seriously. Right. I mean, I'm sure you're shocked when you're, you know, there with, you know, Mr. Uh, Bridge Over Troubled Waters or, you know, Sound of Silence or, you know, uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. No, I just, Ooh. I can't square it. Again, no, I don't I, mean to even make a joke of it because domestic violence, not funny, but it was the two of them. It sounded like they were getting into it and there was some pushing and shoving. So, yeah, yeah. but they have only fought four times. So, yeah. And they were disorderly, but they now have said they're orderly now, which, again, is another odd comment in terms of how you would characterize your marriage and your relationship. So it is. It is. All right. Well, we're going to keep our eye on this one, Julie. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to keep our eye on this one. All right. A couple studies out this week. Um that I think are kind of interesting. Oops, uh, bring so it on, bring maybe, it on. maybe because I think I have a reputation in my neighborhood as being like the crazy dog walking lady. Because <laughs> and now, why why would that be true? Well, well first of all, you live in Los Angeles, and most people do not walk 
to begin with. Okay, that where that it's such a nice pastime in so many other parts of the country. People in Los Angeles, they they don't really walk. That yes, much. that that's true. Mm-hmm. Although we're in a neighborhood with actual sidewalks and stuff. Yes, you are. So ours is a very walking friendly neighborhood and it's a very dog heavy neighborhood. Um, and I also, we live on a street where there's just a, there's a school. So people I know go to the school. There's a lot of coming and going on our street from people who aren't there. So I usually walk our dog two or three times a day. And so I think the perception of people see me walking or in the morning and the afternoon is I do nothing but walk my dog. Why is she out walking her dog? Right. I mean, I yeah, have had. People don't walk their dogs as much as you do. Lately. No, and it, but it's just a little loop. And I do it, Julie, because I sit at home and I'm trying to think of stuff and I'm writing and I'm working through scenes or creative problems. And the dog comes up and stares at me and go, okay, let's just go take a, a walk and maybe something will shake loose. Uh And Julie, don't you know it, this week, professors at Santa Clara University have released a new study that said people generate more creative ideas when they walk than when they sit. Hmm. So isn't that interesting? Okay, everyone always says going for a walk gives you new ideas, said Mm -hmm. Marilee Opezo, the psych professor at Santa Clara, but nobody's ever proved it until now. Okay, so here's how they did. They prove it, Liam. Well, here's the test. It's kind of interesting. So they asked for volunteers, of course, mostly college students on a college campus, to come up with alternate uses for common items like a tire or a tweezer and creative suggestions for a button, for example, which might include a tiny strainer, a dollhouse knob, or the eye of a doll. And she defined these creative responses at one that was both appropriate, a button could not be used as a light bulb, for example, Julie, and original, meaning that no one else in the study had said it. And in the first experiment, the volunteers were given four minutes to complete this test. Uh, First, they were sitting at a desk in a small room and then walking on the treadmill. This Mm -hmm. goes back to Office of the Future treadmill desk. And of the 48 participants in the study... 81%, 81% 81%, 81% improve their creative output when walking. Well, that, and, that's, that's significantly. And I, yeah, that, that is. And they, they also said the researchers noted that the walkers, when they came back to explain their ideas, they were much more talkative. So that's not necessarily creative. You're just, you're, you've got more going on. You've got more energy. You're energized. You came up with a creative idea and now you want to explain it. So, uh, and then they tried to see if it improved overall brain power and there's, oh, oh, okay. Okay. This is a a longer experiment. Uh, the volunteers were given three words. Okay. I'm going to, we'll maybe do this test. Okay. And ask to to come up. Remember these words? No, no. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you three words and you're going to be asked to come up with one word that would combine with all of them to make a common phrase. All right. Okay, right. so here are the three oh, words. I have so much test anxiety right now, Leon. I can't even <laughs> take get oh, up, yeah. take a walk. Okay. okay, I can't take a walk. We're doing the show. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, so here you go. Here are the three words, and then you have to find you know a compound word. Okay. Swiss, cake, and cottage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Swiss gingerbread house <laughs> is how would you no that wasn't no that no was, that wasn't no I mean the... <laughs> those are all vaguely related I can see but it, you're so it's <laughs> the word is not gingerbread house it is cheese Swiss cheese cheesecake oh, oh, oh I think you're supposed to Okay. I thought gingerbread house was quite good. It was. I think it was even more creative than cheese, frankly. But you can't say Swiss gingerbread house, cake gingerbread house, gingerbread house cottage. I guess you could. (laughs) If that's what you wanted to say. Well, Julie, I think you've proven the point that um, the brain power does not increase when you're walking or sitting. There's no difference between the walkers and the sitters in terms of overall brain power. So if you're looking for a compound word, just take a seat. doesn't really matter. I don't really understand 
the test, Lynn. <laughs> okay, I can see. Can I, okay. can I do it over again? No, no, no. Too much tension. Okay. All right. Here's the suggestion, though, that the researcher had. Like, they still don't know what the link is, why this mm-hmm. happens. Like, I guess that's the next thing they'll test. But they did say, if you're going into a brainstorming meeting... Go early and take a walk around the block. Like that actually may help you. I think and, it just wakes and you just up. Say cheese anytime. Cheese. <laughs> anytime you're asked an opinion. Yeah. Cheese. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. No, that's good. That's 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 news we can use, Liam. Thank you. All right. Here's another one that uh, I enjoyed reading about in the New York Times this week. And um, it was from two social scientists who uh, have been doing all these experiments on um, one's the University of British Columbia and another's at Harvard Business School. And uh, they are social scientists that have been experimenting on um, interactions with strangers. Okay. Okay. Uh, They wanted to know like, what could make people feel better? What could make people happier? And it started by just an observation on their morning commutes that, you know, the last thing people want to do on a train, on a subway, on a bus is to speak to each other. You know, <laughs> like that yeah, is you like want your own world. Yeah. Everybody's plugged in. They do not want to make eye contact. Yep. But the truth is they had noticed in their own lives that, you know, when they occasionally, when someone approached them and spoke to them, they actually felt better. So they did all these experiments, which were very clever. Everything from like paying people to go start conversations. Uh, They gave people Starbucks gift cards and they tested uh, people going in and interacting with the barista, having an actual conversation, and then other people just um, going in and ordering their coffee, all business. Uh, they, they, observed, um, they observed a woman da- walking down the street who smiled and nodded at people and the reaction of the strangers. There was someone behind, you know, observing that as opposed to uh, not, you know, not smiling and nodding and what their emotional response was. And here, here is the news, Julie, that these interactions that we have with strangers, these random interactions actually make us feel much better. They elevate our mood and they put us in much better shape to, you know, go on about our day. Well, Leanne, that's what living in the South is all about. I mean, I mean, I know you've, you've, you've been stuck there in mean old California, but there's whole sections of the country where that's what people do. They do acknowledge strangers. They smile. They're polite. They're, there's nice interaction. And it spreads, you know, from Florida all the way over to Texas. Very friendly here in Texas, Leanne. Okay. So I can understand. I'm not surprised that this study is being published by the New York Times, where there were you <laughs> where you're not you're not seeing this on a daily basis but if you spend any time in the south you will find that this is the way most people operate oh okay so i'm just uh well researchers say simply acknowledging strangers on the street may alleviate their existential angst but yes. you don't have any existential angst nope, in the no. south do you no, we do not have that land okay we do not have that so you can try talking to strangers or you can move to the South. There's your answer, Lynn. Well, here you go. Here, the benefits of connecting with others turns out to be contagious too, Julie. I guess that's why it's the whole South. I guess it's why it's spread from state to state because Dr. Epley and Ms. Schroeder found that when one person took the initiative to speak to another in the waiting room, both people reported having a more positive experience. So you're not can really- Can you imagine we have whole states here that that's what people are doing? They're being nice to each other, Lynn. Whole states. Okay. Okay. Well, just one note then. Uh, Another set of studies has shown that people are motivated to flee from strangers who stare at them intently. So don't take it too far, Texas. Okay. Don't take it too far. All right. Okay. Leanne, mark your calendar. 2017. It's coming. This is such great news. It's Tuesday and we do trends. Google announced that as early as 2017, they believe they are going to have perfected, they'll be ready to market the self-driving car. Oh, Julie. And this, you know This I will make you happy. It will make me happy, Leon. It will make me happy. I, I don't like driving. I'm not really very good at it, as my sisters will attest. So the idea of a self-driving car, because that is Google's underlying, that's a thought, is that really... 
you, they can they can create a car that will drive more safely than humans. And isn't that I, what you want I believe to, yeah. that now. I believe that now with the advent of of all the distractions and the technology, and you see people texting and talking and the, you know applying makeup and shaving in the car. I believe that now. It will, yeah. I think it will also yeah solve traffic. You know, people there's more traffic now because no one's paying attention, so people right. are slow. Everything's slowed down. Everything and more right. dangerous. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, I'm what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free, and wild caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting great reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. So wouldn't it be nice to sit in your car? You can you can be texting, you can be typing, tapping, you can be doing whatever you want, Leon. You just don't have to worry about cruising around. Now, these test cars that Google has, they're, you know, they have worked out some of the kinks, which means that they are no longer hitting bike riders and jaywalkers. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. you can imagine that the uh, the good people at Google, and we know how smart they are, Leanne, that they've had to sort of imagine thousands and thousands of urban situations that cars would face 
And so with these self-driving cars, they need to program that in so that they don't, you know, they don't hit jaywalkers. They don't, you know, they don't ram into the back of someone that stopped or slowed down suddenly to read their text message that they've figured out how to do that. So, but a lot of people don't really think that the cars are going to be reliable until uh, 2025. So I'm not sure I'm going to be. <laughs> wow, that's a, a so that's it's a decade, a, a decade of terror and panic. <laughs> well, that's quite a gap. And it seems like it might be a critical mass thing too, Leon, that, the, you know, again, because the self-driving cars are going to be smarter than the people operated cars and that. You know, you're still going to have people are still going to be unpredictable about what they're doing. So we just have to get rid of, you know, people driving cars. So that's my thing. We should just get rid of people. I think that's really what uh, Google is working on. But anyway, I'm excited about that trend, Leon. Okay. Now I have another one that I wanted to run by you because you are so creative. Um, You were really, um, you and your husband were behind uh, the naming of Satellite Sisters. Yes, right? yes. You my guys... husband came up with the name Satellite Sisters. I will give him full credit. We were brainstorming uh, one night, and uh, we we knew we wanted sisters in the title, and we were thinking about um, like telecommunication terms and things like that. And he said Satellite Sisters, and the minute he said it, I picked up the phone. I called Liz. I said, "We've got it. I got it." So, so, but you know how hard it is to come up with the name of a product or a service, but there is a new trend uh, in naming products and they, and I guess it's, it's doing quite well. And that is using some kind of off color or raunchy thing to name your product. Let me give you an example. There was a couple in Canada and they have a high fiber cereal, uh, a breakfast cereal, high fiber breakfast cereal, cereal. And it had some like healthy name, like Healthia or something. And it wasn't really selling that well. So then they renamed it Holy Crap is the name of their high fiber cereal. (laughs) That's right. Holy Crap. That's And all of a sudden the cereal is flying off, flying off the shelves, Leah. That they have increased their sales. They're projecting millions in sales all from switching the name from something that people could not remember to holy crap. Or, you know, even even something like Virgin Airlines. You know, oh. that has kind of a little raunchiness, a double right. tundra there. Um, Sir Richard Branson has, you know, of his of his empire. Um, but there's other other wine there's a wine lean that's called a sassy bitch. Uh, oh. Now, what do you think? Would you I don't like, like that word. Okay. okay. I, so, so that's, that's a, that word is a turnoff for me in everything. I don't like the fact that that word has been sort of mainstreamed. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that word. So I, I'm, I'm out on that. I can't believe over time, well, so they have Sassy Bitch Wine has seen a, a, you know, a boost in sales. I just don't think it's kind of going to be like your la crema of Chardonnay yeah. wines. <laughs> I just don't think people right. are going to stick with it. Or if you're out for a nice dinner or I, I just, I think there's a, it tops out at like 27 year old wine drinkers. Like once you get past that, you're like, okay, well, sort of it's, funny, it's, kind of a novelty, a no- but not novel. so much. Okay. Well, what about, um, kick-ass cupcakes? This is, um, this is a brand of cupcakes, uh, as if you needed more cupcakes in Los Angeles, right. but that's, uh, that's what they have. Kick-ass cupcakes. Are they, are they spiked with something or? No, no, no. They're just tasty cupcakes. Okay. Okay. Or another place here in Lo- in Los Angeles, I don't know that you've heard of it, um, Egg Slut. Have you been there for a no. breakfast? Oh, I don't like that either. All right. So <laughs> there you have it, Leanne. But apparently these are, you know, they have a following because because of these raunchy names. It's I can, all- again, I think it's age related. I, I think there's a small window where that appeals to people. Although I think at least Holy Crap has, a, it has some humor to it. Yeah. Yeah. The the other ones just seem kind of derogative. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that. In my mind, the Venn diagram between, between people watching the Simpsons and enjoying (laughs) sassy bitch wine and holy crap, uh, cereal is pretty high. Yeah. I think you're wrong there. So we'll discuss that in a little bit, Joel. (laughs) Okay. Third trend, Leanne. This is very disturbing. Uh, you know, we have a place in Colorado and I, we just got a word that, 
there is a new type of tourism in Colorado because they have now passed the legalization of pot. Right. That if you are renting out your place, uh, your ski house, whatever, your ski condo, that if you indicate that it is a pot-friendly environment, that there is a whole group of pot smokers interested in coming to Colorado and smoking pot in, uh, in your place. That makes me laugh. Thinking about your house, I've never even been there, but I can't no, no, imagine no, no. that one one minute of your life you would be pot friendly. So no, 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 no indeed, Leon. No, I, I'm not going to. This is a trend that I am a thumbs down on, Leon. I I, I don't support it. Um, I certainly think that the legalization of pot is a big mistake on multiple levels, but it, it's just that it has been a real boost uh, to the tourism industry in Colorado. And now people that, you know, have places that they rent out, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to market them to pot smokers. You know, Julie, an interesting um, corollary to that. I saw yesterday a, a sort of a diagram of um, college, uh, College applications to Colorado colleges have shot up this year, particularly from out-of-state unit, out-of-state students, and it's across the board from the University of Colorado, the University of Denver, Colorado College, like almost doubled their out-of-state uh, student applications this year. Even smaller schools like Pueblo State, who was really struggling to even attract applicants, all of a sudden, big increase in applicants this year, and they think it's because of that. <laughs> So that's so nice. That's yeah. real great. It's great for the kids, great <laughs> yeah. for the parents right. that are paying this tuition. So yes, send your, you know, oh, brother. Oh, All right. Brother. So t- take your, take your house at Steamboat off the 420 friendly list, will you? That's the, that's the code I think people are using. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've seen that in house, housing listings and stuff, 420 friendly. So uh, oh, real mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah. Oh, I got to be sure. So it's the code. Write that code down so you don't forget okay. it. <laughs> Uh, 420 unfriendly. (laughs) Okay. Yes. That's what I should say. That's what I say. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be something new for me to monitor when I go to Colorado. Uh, And finally, speaking of monitoring, you know, I I think, uh, you know, people in China, you know, or China, we like to, you know, say, oh, they've made all these technological advances, you know, oh, that Beijing airport is so amazing. But I, I just, I just, it's important to remember that this is a communist country where that it is run by a very small group of people that really, you know, where you do not have any personal freedom. And that was proven very clearly this week when China, the censors in China have ordered the end of um, streaming video websites um, that in particular were streaming uh, web streaming videos of U.S. shows. So now in China, um, you can no longer watch NCIS, The Big Bang Theory, The Good Wife, or The Practice. Um, I mean, it's sort of an odd. It's an odd. It's an odd list. I mean, it's all CBS shows, so it's not that odd. But it's. I, I saw the headline today because The Big Bang Theory was wildly popular there, and I didn't read the whole story. Is that what it was? Big Bang Theory taken down in China. Yes, that's the that's the story. That and the other ones. Now the the censors usually um they you know they have tight control over television, but they also have tight control over the internet. Uh for example, the last time I was in Beijing, tried to log on to the satellite sisters, it was blocked in in China. Really? So, yes, yes, Leon, blocked. You can you can't get on the satellite sisters in China. Hmm. Um but generally, the censors, according to the reports, that they have conservative ideals and so that they anything that shows violence or has some kind of sexual content or anything that might stir up ethnic relations, this, these are shows that would be banned. But surprisingly, House of Cards, that somehow Netflix with House of Cards, I don't know if you've seen season two of House of Cards. I haven't seen season two. I watched the first couple of season one. It didn't catch fire for me, but I know. Oh, it is big. Okay. But in particular, in season two, I'm not giving anything away, but there's a whole plot line about U.S.-China relations. And yet this show is still able to somehow skirt through and um, that's on. I I suspect that the Chinese censors don't really understand Kevin Spacey (laughs) or maybe they're afraid. You know, I had the same problem. I didn't really like it when he looked at the camera and broke the fourth wall. I was out. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is a little scary. Okay. And so per, I, perhaps that's what's happened happening, but it just, it just goes to show you, Leon. I mean, I just, that just don't ever forget that for whatever, you know, however modern China gets or however, whatever openings we've made in terms of trade relations, et cetera, it's still a highly regulated country and where there is no personal freedom. So um, I'm sorry about NCIS because it's just a fine, fine show, Leon. Did you see there's a, they're piloting NCIS uh, New Orleans? No, really? Oh, yes. Okay. I think I have that right. NC, it's either, I think it's NCIS New Orleans. It's not CSI New Orleans. They're piloting another CSI show too somewhere else, but I think it's NCIS New Orleans. So there you, something to look forward to. Okay, but, but not if you're in China. Okay. You know, uh, Julie, I didn't mention this before, but I would like to mention one trend uh, that I have seen that I would like to approve of. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I approved of the term family. I thought that was a good yes. term, combining yes. friends and family. Mm-hmm. This is another term that I've seen pop up on various people's Facebook posts and Twitter. And then the other day, I got like an official document with a whole list of activities about Sunday fun day. I like Sunday fun day, Julie. <laughs> I think Sunday needed some rebranding, and I I enjoy Sunday Fun Day as a concept. Okay, okay, is that before or after church? Exactly. No, okay. that's it. Like Sunday was not really associated with Fun Day, but yeah, you spend your time in the morning doing whatever you need to do. If that's going to church and dragging yeah. your children, that's fine. And then in the afternoon, Sunday Fun Day. I just <laughs> doesn't okay. have to be illicit fun. I just associate you know Sunday with oh going back to work and. Oh, doing your homework and, oh, I have to go back to school on Monday. But not anymore. It's Sunday fun day, Julie. Sunday fun day. Well, I, I think Saturday was getting all the kudos, you know, because that's the day that, every, you know, right. that's supposed to be the real fun day. But now you can have fun on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Sunday fun day, Leanne. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to start it. I'm going to start having more fun on Sunday. Okay. Good <laughs> idea. Speaking of Sundays, you know what's on, you know what's so fun on Sundays? The Simpsons, Julie. Uh, all right. Yeah, so last Saturday on the show, last Sunday. Sunday on the show, we talked about going to see uh, the table read at the Fox lot of the news of a Simpsons episode that'll be on in the fall. And Julie, you expressed your oft expressed opinion that you believe the Simpsons is the most dangerous television show like ever to air because yes. of its cynicism and its disrespect for authority. And, uh, you know, you have- family, uh, teachers, you name it, Leanne, it, 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 it mocks, it mocks mankind, humankind, anything that's good and decent. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and I let you get away with that because I know that you've held that view for many years. But then I saw on the Facebook page that, you, you know, you had some steam rolling along with that, that you had other people. Yes, indeed, Leon. I spoke out. I, I was alone. But there are now people are joining, are, are standing up. We are the silent majority. Okay. That is well, suffering through The Simpsons and, and the effects of The Simpsons, Leon. Now, I would just like to defend The Simpsons. Uh, first of all, I, you have a right not to like the show. That's that's yeah. a creative decision, and particularly when something is a comedy, as The Simpsons is, uh, that you know that is going to be a very personal taste. You're going to see and hear things on the show. Either you're going to think they're very funny, it's going to appeal to you in a way, or you're just not. And I say that as someone who writes comedy, like you, when you write comedy, you got to go for it, and you can't make everyone happy. So it is your right to not like The Simpsons. I don't. I'm not going to try to change your mind. After Thank 25 you. successful years on the air and hundreds and hundreds of episodes and Emmys and millions of regular viewers, if it's not your okay. thing, that's right, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of things that just because they've been around for a long time doesn't mean they're good for you, Leanne. There's okay. not that many, really. Okay. I mean, you know, there's, well, not in a sense good for you, but here, here's what I would say, though. I, what I can't let you get away with is reducing it to sort of a one-note show because it isn't just about disrespect. I would say... Almost the opposite. As a regular viewer of The Simpsons, uh, as many millions of Americans are, when you actually take a look at the show as a whole, you'll see it has actually a racially and ethnically diverse list of characters. It handles religion, 
in an incredibly intelligent and upfront way. There are characters that are Hindu and Jewish and Christian and Muslim. And, and they're all mocked. And they're all mocked, Leanne. No, that is, no, there many times like they, they create uh, episodes all about like religious intolerance, racial intolerance, uh, the environment, things like that, that are actually, you know, very worthwhile to discuss. There are tons of historical references in The Simpsons. There are entire episodes that um, are dedicated to a retelling of Homer's Odyssey or uh, how about Watergate? There's a really great women's lib episode when Marge is teaching Lisa about women's lib and what it was like in the 70s during the women's movement. Uh, they've talked about the Salem witch trials, things like that. Lewis and Clark have their own episode. They do an incredible job retelling famous works of literature, starting with, you know, the Odyssey, but they've done great retellings of the Telltale Heart. Their Hamlet episode is brilliant. The Bell Jar, the Scarlet Letter. Have you ever seen the one that they do on Lord of the Flies? It really actually illuminates the book Lord of the Flies. It is a perfect setting for that. The Count of Monte Cristo, or as they call it, the Count of Monte Fatso, which is very funny. Okay. Streetcar Named Desire gets its own Simpsons episode. They've handled Dickens and Dostoevsky. There's a very famous episode called Whacking Day, which is a really great retelling of that creepy Shirley, ja Shirley Jackson story, The Lottery. So I would just say that there's more happening there than disrespect. But even if you take apart those family relationships, you'll see at the heart of it all is love, you know? People fight, you know, parents do the wrong thing, but Marge loves Homer. And Lisa and Bart, as much as they, you know, fight and squabble and have sibling rivalries, they also support each other. Even Bart's relationship with his teacher, the late, great Mrs. Krabappel, you know, there was a lot of love there, Julie, a lot of love, if you actually dove deep. So that's, you know, I would just like to stand up for the Simpsons. Like, I don't think People have watched it for 25 years because it's all cynicism. I don't think that's the way Americans are built. And I would say it's this. It is the one show on TV that I can think of that regularly references Gilbert and Sullivan light operas. Okay? <laughs> can you think of another? No, Leanne. Okay. So, Leanne, that was a passionate defense. Thank you. So I just... I, it's okay if you don't like it, but don't reduce it to a one note. If it's Leanne, not, it's I not did, that. It's I, not that. I, I read you the episode synopsis, Leanne. I know, but that's a, it's a sitcom logline. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what it's, of course it's going to be funny and irreverent. <laughs> it's a, it's a sitcom logline, not a. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we 
We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OSEAMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's so infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. I don't expect to change your mind. Lady, no. But I do have to speak out. Okay. So that's it. And it is a waste given the talent of that show, the creative and uh, intellectual talent of the writers of that show, that they have uh, just squandered it in such an immature <laughs> and cynical way. I, 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 would, I think they would disagree. And I think okay. if you went to many Americans, that you would find that they learned a lot about history and religion and that literature. From, from the Simpsons? Yes. So well, they all went to Harvard. And they, and they didn't all go to Princeton because they make a lot of anti-Princeton jokes on the show. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I think, you know, I am the very model of a model modern major general should be seen more in primetime television. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. We so- always welcome your opinions. You can put them on the Facebook page. It's the Satellite Sisters group page where people have been commenting on all kinds of things. It's a very lively page over there. And Facebook, no obligation, but you do have to, like, you don't have to like us. It's just a... It's just a group page. Uh, Liz does have to approve you, but it's pretty easy to get approval. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook or you can email us at sisters at satellitesisters.com. And then there's always satellitesisters.com. We do blog and put show notes up about every show we do, links to uh, the articles we mentioned and the studies we mentioned, things like that. Um, you can't comment over there, too. Sometimes we have to turn the comments off because we're getting spammed heavily, but uh, usually you can comment. Usually you can comment. All right, Julie, is it time for Sister Selfridge? It is time for Sister Selfridge, Leanne. Okay, what did you think about this week's episode? First of all, hats off for all the great hats. I thought it was really a fantastic fashion, particularly hat episode. There just were a lot of stunning scenes of hats, and uh, that really carried me along. That was sort of the glue that held this episode together for me. <laughs> a lot of hats. Okay. Of hats. See, I thought that you really may need to watch this episode twice to totally appreciate the the drama of it. Okay, because the first time I watched it, I, w- I want to say I was a little disappointed, but then I watched it again just to to see if there wasn't more there. And I found it much more satisfying to watch the second time around, Leon. Okay. I 
I thought there was a lot of drama in this episode. A lot of question marks. There were some unexpected plot twists, which is a good thing for this show. I did not expect Agnes and Victor to be engaged so quickly. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I thought Mr. Selfridge may be going to do some help for the for the British government, but was it going to be full-on espionage? Didn't really see that. And then, of course, the drama surrounding the, quote, arrest of Henri Leclerc. We don't know. Yes. Was it an arrest, Julie, or was it something? else. What do you think? I think it was an escape. I'm still holding on to the idea that he is a good guy, um, even though um, he was, you know, he's being portrayed as a bad guy. Well, so he, he had those to... he had those German shoes on, Julie, those oh, incredibly comfortable hand sewn German shoes made in Munich. Yes. OK, OK. I have to say there were two. Actually, the writer stole plot lines that were derived from two popular movies. If you remember Legally Blonde 2, it's Reese Witherspoon. She solves the murder mystery about when the pool boy identifies the last season Prada shoes she's wearing as proof that he could not be one of the um, that he could not be the lover of the defendant. Uh, it was the Prada shoes. In the same way, in this episode, it was Mr. Leclerc's Hamburg hat and the handmade shoes in Munich that were the key to the fact that he was a German sympathizer. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't really understand the Legally Blonde two reference. But okay. Well, did you ever see Legally Blonde two? You know, I did. I don't a- recall the plot as detailed as you do. So there was there was a whole Prada shoe reference okay. that is key to solving the case. And then the second the second sort of scene that seems so familiar was the final scene with Danny Boy. Okay, yes. first of all, was that a fabulous singer? I mean, Danny right. Boy is just, when it's sung well, you can't beat that as a right. song, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. But the, the, the whole juxtaposition of the song Danny Boy with the arrest of Henri Leclerc and the darkness of Harry's decision and the way he's going out into, like, the espionage world, it reminded me so much of The Godfather, yes. Leon. The very Coppola-esque, very Coppola-esque. Yes. So those two, I think we need less of that. We, we, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't want to, we want original scenes, uh, not, not sort of reworked Hollywood scenes. So, uh, but I do think. But it was saved by the beautiful Irish tenor singing Danny Boy. My gosh, that was one heck of a Danny Boy. Uh, Leon, in the young love department. Oh, so much young love. I am really rooting for Gordon and the shop girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. They need to like step it up a little bit. I mean, I think they've just got to have their first kiss. Don't you think so? Well, she seems slightly older and more mature than him. So I, I think know. it's going to hold him back. But I, I, I felt like in general, uh, the Selfridge men were getting a lot of action this week. So uh, both Gordon and the dad. So uh, I think that is a very exciting development. I like the, I think the shop girl's name is Grace. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so well, yeah. Well, and, we all know uh, who we're talking about. Yes. And then in the four I liked when she um, rolled her eyes at Miss Martle ordering her around. That made I me know, laugh. You know, no more creasing <laughs> on those on those handkerchiefs. Right. Yes. Anyway, the, in the forbidden love department, Leanne, Miss Martle and the Belgium waffle. I yeah. Mean, this is it, this is going someplace now. You can see the way she put it, the napkin on his lap while they were eating, and then as she found, of course, you know, she just happens to have a white tie outfit that he can wear um, for the recital. It just. It's uh, it's good. I'm happy for her. I think she should go for it, don't you? Yes, and I, I think, you know, Mr. Grove sort of challenged her, and I think so you're going to see her step up. You know, she got a lot of uh, she got a lot of props. Enjoy your money, buy new perfume. You know, you're looking well, you're ageless, you keep getting younger. It was a good episode for her, and I think yes. she's going to grow into uh, her role as sort of a, a grander dame and, and, yes. and go for the Belgian waffle. I would. He's cute. Yes. <laughs> he is very cute, and he seems, uh, I mean, he's devoted to her, and wouldn't that be nice? That would be, you know, she's got the house, she's got the money, and and he plays the violin. It's It seems like it's all very fine there. So I would have to say in the lame love department, Leanne, yeah. I just have to call out Harry and uh, and Rose. Why, oh, why are they doing the double kiss? Okay. Did you see that scene where they're like double kissing each other as if they are Europeans? <laughs> I mean, they're Americans. <laughs> Americans don't double kiss. So why? They, I mean, it was just, 
and I, I found their their like bedroom scene just a little bit icky. Well, um, I have to say, he just has so he meaning Harry Selfridge slash Jeremy Piven has so much more uh, heat with Delphine than he does with his own wife. Just yes. there's a lot more chemistry there in like the simple touch of a hand, just a ton more chemistry between those two actors. So I don't know if it's the storyline or just the actors in general. I, so I, I see no, I, I, that's, I would agree. Like, I just don't get them. I don't think we're alone. There are a lot of people on the Facebook page who feel very strongly about, um, about, about Jeremy Piven. That's all yes. I would say. Yeah. I think we were trying to be polite, but yeah. many people, yeah, the many people feel strongly the about that. Are off. Yes. Well, speaking, speaking of Delphine, what do you think is her motive? What, 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 what do you think is her end game with Harry? I think it must loop back around to Lord Loxley and money, but I yeah. don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't put it all together unless she's also a double agent. Oh, so that would be, you know, that would be sort of a fun twist that she's working for the Germans. Yes. That, so. Yeah, I, I can see her as a double agent. Yeah. I, check out the make of that hat that she was wearing, Leanne. I, I believe it's another Hamburg hat. What do you think? <laughs> well, I know it wasn't made of British cloth. We heard a lot about British cloth oh, this week. Okay. So, And in the doomed love com- uh, department, Leanne, I, I really, I was just shocked when Agnes said yes. I to, know. Weren't you? Yeah. But I just, like... I really, that was such a surprising scene. Like, I just, I just, I don't know why uh, in the moment she just, I guess, decided he's, you know, he's simple, he's kind, he loves her, and um, maybe this would be the best way to go. Uh, but, you know, there is there is so much more between her and Henri Leclerc. Yes. And, yes. And that, and that whatever happens to Henri... I think that's why, unfortunately, Victor is going to be the one that loses out. I, I agree. Yeah, that, that story, they're not simply going to get married and ride off into the night and open Mamma Mia's Italian restaurant <laughs> there in London. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Although she seemed genuinely pleased when she told Miss Martle in the Belgian Waffle yes, that, yes, you know, did. she was getting married. She seemed very excited. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and then I started to worry, well, then she's going to have to move out and the propriety of Miss Martle living alone. You know, the war will intervene. The war will take care of this storyline, uh, yes. but it will not be an easy journey up the altar, up the, up the aisle to the altar for the two of them. I Although, know. yeah, it was very sweet in the moment. And I, I felt bad for Victor's brother getting turned down by the other shop girl. I that know. Was bad. That looks, he's that looks, so cute. So. He is really cute. <laughs> he's, he's, you're right. So there were a lot of cute guys. And Lady Loxley this week, I enjoyed the scene with her and the singer. Uh, yes. I just, I, you, you know, it was like the actress's face, her whole, her whole face changed the way she, you know, she was so relaxed with her, with her old friend and colleague. And, and she, you know, she, she just talked about like, maybe this horrible mistake she's made by becoming Lady Loxley and all of that. So I, I just don't see how she's going to stay with Lord Loxley. I, my prediction is that she is just going to push him down the staircase one night. <laughs> That's what's going to happen there. I think so. I, I, I just, he is, you know, he is just, he's, he's a really good, bad character. He is a really good, bad character. Yeah. 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 And she is a very good actress. Yes. No, that <laughs> was supposed a- to Rose. I'll just say it. And her bad accent. I can't, I can't take I it. <laughs> so I enjoyed the scenes with Lady Loxley. Yes, she did seem to grow a lot. We got a lot of her backstory, uh, you know, sort of deepening her backstory, I should say. So well, interesting story that probably was in season one. Probably was in season know. one. As soon as I said that, I knew we were going to but that's OK. It seemed to be fresh backstory the way she was revealing it to the singer. You know, the girl she used to be. Yeah. Uh, don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. I know when I she was the it ever. girl, but but she was sort of cute up there on stage yes. uh, during the concert. The way she was like shaking, shaking her hips and yeah. singing the song <laughs> along uh, with with Danny Boy there. So um, that was that was a nice scene. I I like that. But I couldn't the concert. Uh, just another note to the producers and directors of um, Mr. Selfridge that it seemed like the only people attending the concert were employees. Did yes. you notice that, Leanne? Yeah. I, I think they should have had a few more. Or sort of stock actors and actresses with fabulous clothes and hats sitting in the audience because uh, it was it just did. the I, That did cross my mind. Like, they're not making too much money on this benefit concert. 
so, I mean, I, I, I know things roll differently in, in England a hundred years ago, but yeah, yeah. It just, it did seem like they were milking the same group of people that they had already milked for the benefit a couple of weeks ago. But I understand that that's the way stories build. Like you have to yes. create reasons to bring people together. So right. parties, time. concerts, dinners, luncheons, hunting parties, events, those all bring people together. Okay. Characters. There you have it. Okay. All right, Julie, that is Sister Selfridge for this week. Uh, I'm trying to see. Most people were shocked at Mr. Grove. And as I mentioned, a lot of um, people not too into Jeremy Piven. So, so we're not alone. Uh, but otherwise, things are moving along with Sister Selfridge. Uh, we would always love your comments on the Facebook page. Um, you have any other big plans this week, Jewel? Um, I can't, let me see, Leon. I'm sure I do. Uh, I, I'm sure I do. I think I'm going to do more brain uh, word tests so that the next time you ask me Swiss cake and cottage, I don't say gingerbread. Okay. Go take a walk. I want you to go. I want you to go take a walk. I'm doing something fun this week. I have. What are um, you doing? Well, uh, We'll have a million events between now and the 15th of May. I just have a lot of um, events, <laughs> a lot of well, events. This is sort of prime time. It's good right before Mother's Day. It is. I'm asked to book sale. Yes, speak yeah. a yes. lot of things. I have to be like, the, there's a trivia contest. I'm the captain cool. of a team this week. I know. I don't know why I said yes to this because I'm pretty good at trivia, but, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to humiliate myself. Um, yeah. So I have been watching a lot of Jeopardy in preparation <laughs> for that, which I've enjoyed. Um have a big event at school, so I'm working on that on Saturday. Uh, um, but one of my columns for Pasadena Magazine, I'm interviewing a bunch of my friends here who are doctors, and I'm going to ask them all the crazy things they get asked um, at uh, cocktail parties and on the sidelines and at school events. Like, do people really ask them about medical diagnoses and if they ever had any like weird encounters? <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that sounds good. Lynn. Yeah, when, that, yeah. I have, have an. O- let us all know when that comes out. Because yeah. That- I have an OBGYN a friend. I have a friend who's a derm and another one who's an ENT who does Botox. So I, and I said, you can all be anonymous. So <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping they violate some patient doctor privilege. Probably not. They're all real professionals, uh, sadly, but I'm looking forward to talking to them. That'll be fun. I'm writing that column up. All right, everyone, we have to head out because I think you heard my dog barking. Uh, <laughs> she needs a walk. It's time for creativity. Woo! Uh, um, yeah, so don't forget, uh, you can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com and call your Satellite Sister. 